You've heard of law firms that don't get paid until they've won you your lawsuit? Well, here's the firm that will only charge for your education once they've landed you a job. Here's how one startup works to mobilize resources from the public sector, private sector, and financial institutions to accelerate digital upskilling among youth and to help prepare the workforce of the future. Hello and welcome to the Startup Agenda, where we feature Egyptian tech companies with an eye on the African market. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Ayman Bazara, the CEO and founder of Sprints, an ed-tech company that hopes to bridge the talent gap among youth. Hello, Ayman, and thank you for your time. Hello, Ahmed. How are you? All's good. Appreciate you joining us. Tell us about the solution you're offering. What is your background, how did you begin the company and what made you stumble on the idea for Sprints? Okay, my background mainly is technology. I graduated from Cairo University from Electronics and Communication Department. When I graduated, I started my first startup with my colleagues from the university. And actually it was a complete failure. We were just freshmen trying to do something new. There, there, there was no any startup ecosystem at this time, no investors, nothing there. So in six months, we decided that uh, we are still so naive and so inexperienced to do this. Uh, so we, I switched to corporates and I had a great experience that three main software companies were, were opening or telco uh, or tech companies were opening in Egypt. First was France Telecom. So I worked for France Telecom for almost a year as a software developer. Uh, then I switched to IBM. Also, it was uh, creating a new business unit, which was focused on IoT and IoT at this point of time was uh, something completely new. I worked for uh, in IBM for several years. Then I worked uh, for Value. also. It's the biggest uh, R&D software center in Egypt focused on mainly software for cars, many autonomous driving cars and electric vehicles and so on. I worked there for several years also. So I had a great experience, uh, a kind of a startup experience in a corporate, which is combining uh, from both areas. You are learning a lot uh, in terms of quality and procedure and at the same time, agility and fast growth. Then I left Valeo as a director there and I started my entrepreneurship journey again. Uh, so I co-founded the three startups uh, successively. First one, it's called uh, Microdoors and it's focused on augmented reality applications. It's based in Dubai. Then I co-founded the second startup. It's called AV Labs. And this startup is focused on software, mainly for autonomous driving cars and electric vehicles with customers, all the main brands, almost all cars. Uh, uh, running around the world that has a kind of a, software, a piece of software that is uh, developed by Egyptian young youth. And finally, uh, Sprints, I co-founded Sprints uh, three years ago. Uh, and the, the, the reason for uh, actually co-founding Sprints that uh, I was almost reaching uh, 40 years old and that 40 years is associated by reflecting on your life and what you're doing. And I thought that uh, I, I would like to do something that has impact on millions of people, especially youth. I have seen uh, youth uh, struggling a lot to, to find uh, decent jobs. And on the, at the same time, I'm coming from the business side. I was always struggling to find good calibers. It was extremely uh, hard uh, to find some someone who is good that you can rely on. So I thought that it's the right time that we can try to help and bridge this uh, gap. There are some initiatives that is there, but I cannot say that it is a completely scalable. Again, the, the supply and the demand side, there is a huge gap between what companies are looking for and the skills sets and the amount or the number of youth that can work in the tech domain. So I started Sprints and the main goal of Sprints is mainly to 
bridge this tech talent gap. So we are focused on uh, delivering uh, guaranteed hiring learning programs where freshmen or people who graduate from universities or from whatever background, some people may be not graduated from university and they want to join the tech field uh, to work in mainly all programming specializations, whether it's AI, data science, mobile development, web development, cloud, and so on. So uh, this is the main goal is to uh, have people who are struggling to find jobs and help them within a concentrated and intensive learning journey. Mainly it varies from three to four months, uh, completely dedicated. Uh, those boot camps guarantee the hiring where you start paying after landing the job. So you can, you can just join without any uh, upfront payment and you can pay after landing the job over three years with even zero interest. We succeeded to uh, have financial plans with zero interest. So this is uh, Sprints in a nutshell. Currently, we are operating mainly from Egypt. However, we are serving multiple countries because we are completely online. So our programs have different nationalities joining uh, them. I love the idea of you guaranteeing a job and not being paid for your service until the trainee lands a job. How do you go about doing that? Do you partner with uh, private sector companies or do you pi uh, partner with financial lenders and who are some of the people you've partnered with? Okay. That's a great question. Again, we are coming from the markets where we, we are market driven. So we start by assessing the market needs. So we talk to employers, what are the, your needs? What are the exact specializations that you want? What are the qualities and skills of the people that you're looking for? And we move backwards by sourcing those talents through assessments. So we start all our journeys. We believe in assessments, full assessments. I can give you an example. For example, we have a boot camp, and this boot camp is, would uh, graduate, for instance, uh, data scientists or uh, mobile developers. We start by assessing them to see their gaps, whether it's technical or non-technical, because the uh, barrier for employment, it's not just tech, it's all, also how to utilize tech. And when you utilize tech, you have to communicate with people, you have to present and pitch your ideas, you have to uh, talk with customers. So it's not only about some technology, but it's also how to deploy this technology in the right context. So uh, we assess the, the applicants and we pick the people who uh, will benefit from our journey. Some applicants, they are ready to be hired immediately. So we hire them immediately. Some may lack some skills that we don't cover. For instance, they lack English skills. So we partner with some uh, English training institutes that can help them. And if the gap is not huge in terms of English skills, they can work in parallel with our bootcamps. Then we start putting uh, the learners in a complete different journey than any educational uh, institute. We uh, have a product-based learning journey where the learners start developing products within the bootcamp. Every week, we call it a sprint, they have a deliverable, and this deliverable to a customer that received this uh, product from them, and they have to pitch the product, they, have, uh, they will be challenged, uh, the code will be inspected in terms of performance, in terms of quality. Even there are 360 degree peer feedback where learners give feedback to each other, assessing communication skills, the quality of their deliverables. And of course, there is an automated system that assess even the code. So we test code that delivered code by another software that can check the performance, the functionality and the quality. And this is how we ensure scalability. When we started Sprints three years ago, we had in our course only 20 learners. Now we have 500 learners per cohort, per one specialization. This is how we ensure scaling. And also we partner with employers uh, in terms of curricula, in terms of experts. So we have people from uh, 10 countries all over the world, from Google, Facebook, and all the big names that are supporting the execution of the learning journey. 
and also to inspire people how they went there, how they joined this company, what do you expect? So this is regarding the journey after graduation, actually, even our learners are hunted within the boot camps because all employers know, know that uh, if they wait till the end, they may not find the, the learners. However, we are trying to push this and to share the data of the learners at the end of, of the boot camp to ensure equal opportunity for all employers. But we are seeing a huge demand from the employer side. From the financial part, yes, we are, we are partnering with different organizations, uh, either governmental organizations to finance learners. This is why we secure zero interest payment. This is how learners are paying the same cost of the learning program over three years after being heard. So this is a, a, a mode of operation. Also, we have for the underserved and underprivileged people, even they cannot pay at all. We have 100% scholarships, uh, thanks to our partners that can even sponsor people with disabilities, refugees, and so on. Uh, and this is also a, a kind of uh, an encouragement to join to join our our programs. Yeah, one of the things that that caught my attention when reading about Sprints is that you offer what you called a customized learning journey. And I was going to ask you how you do that, how you uh, develop a customized journey for every individual. But uh, you answered that by uh, describing this uh, pre-assessment bootcamp that you hold uh, for applicants, which I think is a brilliant idea that really makes you stand apart from other large platforms like uh, uh, Coursera or Udacity. You really dig deep into the individual's needs, whether they be technical language or communication skills, and you try to develop those through a complete and wholesome package. I would like to, to add on this point, uh, because the customized part, when we started spent three years ago, it was all, all applicants would have the same journey. So uh, three to four months after multiple iterations and the, the pre-assessment, we were able to, for instance, give a learner only a one month learning journey. And another one requires a four month learning journey. And this is how we, we would like to be the shortest path for employment. We don't want one size fits all. And we would like only that to focus on your own gaps. So if you have a, a challenge when it comes to uh, communication skills and storytelling and so on, you will have, you will find in your journey, the storytelling and the pitching and the presentation module helping you within the journey. Uh, if you uh, there is a programming language that is the prerequisite to the program and you don't have it, you will see it uh, as part uh, of the journey. So this is how we customize the journey because we know your gaps and then your journey will be different from other people uh, that are that are targeting the same specialization uh, and to work even in the same at the same employer. One of the important metrics you mentioned is the number of of trainees currently on the platform. You said there are a, a cohort of about 500 individuals per specialization. And I wanted to ask you about the specializations that you are offering, if we can enumerate uh, them. You mentioned them before quickly, but I'd like to highlight them. Okay, sure. We have mainly AI specialization. We have data science specialization. We have mobile with all its specialization, whether it's Android, iOS, or Flutter. Also for the web development, we have the front end part and the back end part. We have also specialization like IoT and embedded systems and even more specialization, which is related to automotive software development. Also, we have the cloud specialization and we have partners, uh, partnerships with Amazon and very big names when it comes to employment and technology be being used the, at the boot camps. Also, we have specialization which is related to the cybersecurity part, also the testing and the automation uh, part. So we have in total uh, 12 uh, specializations that is available on our platform. Everybody can check them. And those are the most demanded when it comes to high payment. 
whether you want to work with an employer at your country or as a remote worker or even as a freelancer. And the courses vary according not only to depth, but according to length. So you have the crash course, the booster and some others. Would you like to talk a little more about that? Exactly. Yeah. So the crash courses, this is the awareness level. You just want to know what is the AI, how you can join this career, what are the different kinds of jobs there and so on. So it's an awareness level. So even any non-techie can take those crash courses to know about this domain. Second layer, it's the booster. And the booster actually, this is a um, beginner level. It doesn't require any prerequisites. You just join there and you will be upskilled and it, the target of the boosters mainly that to land an, an internship or an entry job. So it's very useful for universities. Some universities actually have our courses integrated in their programs and it is accredited by those universities. And we land a kind of an internship by the end of the program. Uh, and our internships, actually, it's a, a little bit long. It's one year internship. So if you are a, a, a third year uh, university student or a fourth year, you will have a, a one year so you can graduate uh, from the university with one year of experience or even two years if you joined earlier. Uh, and we see that actually you should work as early as possible. Don't believe that after graduating from the university, you start searching and uh, losing one or two years in finding the right job for you. You have to explore and work with while you, uh, you are at the university. Then the third uh, level is the bootcamp. And this is actually the employment, the guaranteed hiring learning programs. Uh, and the bootcamp, as I mentioned, it's between three to four months uh, of uh, full journey. And finally, the master classes, it is for employers. Uh, and uh, this is advanced topics that is required by all employers. And this is why we have a lot of employers actually are uh, sponsoring their own employees uh, to upskill them. So those are the different four types and or the different four levels of length and depth of the learning journeys. Speaking about employers, your platform, as I understand it, also serves employers in the sense that they don't only help them uh, find potential employees, but they also can integrate into their human resources systems, as uh, you were telling me before the call. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. Of course, actually the trigger of having the employers as uh, our partners or our customers, even that when they started hiring from our graduates from our boot camps, they had seen a very high skill level. So they started asking for learning programs for their own employees. And we started from there. There were three types of uh, programs deployed with most of the big names, whether corpus or startups. And the first request was that we have a risk to lay off thousands of uh, employees because they are working on the call, at the call center side and there are automation deployed right away. So we had a massive program uh, with different companies where we transformed uh, call center agents to be tickets and working in the programming sector inside the same companies. So this uh, was the first type of, of program. The second type of programs that they, it's tickets for tickets. So they are programmers, but they need to cross skill to have to learn a new programming language to have more advanced skills to know for example the things related to design architecture and high level programming and so on so this is the second it's uh, upskilling their own tickets their it departments or uh, their development teams the third program it's called tech for non-tickets and this is uh, a wide spectrum program so for instance you have hr resources human resources you have accountants or financial officers, you have operations, you have people working on the customer service side, and you still want them to be there working at the same part, but you want to boost their efficiency because 
most of their daily tasks could be automated. So you teach them how they can automate their tasks. So to give you an example here, an accountant can generate reports, can copy data from an Excel file to Excel file or automatically. As a, a human HR recruiter, for instance, she can scan the thousands of CVs from applicants automatically and sort them out just by deploying a tech tool that do this and search for some keywords. Also, it can match the interviewee with the interviewer side without calls, just through an automated system that can make the matchmaking. So we're trying to eliminate all the manual work there so that they can boost their efficiency by multiples so that they can create a defensible career. We believe that everybody has to learn how to automate and to be tech savvy. Otherwise, you will be replaced on a very short term. Just to mention, uh, one of the companies, very big companies that uh, employs thousands of engineers, uh, they talk to us that they want to upskill their own engineers. So we asked them why they want to do this. And they told us even engineers, they see that they will be laid off. For, for example, network engineers, telco engineers, they are doing some manual work to configure routers and switches. And these are being automated right away by AI-powered uh, routers and AI-powered switches. So even this manual task will be replaced and they will be laid off. So they want them to, to, to be taught a program. A superficial look at Sprints and what it does would lead me to the conclusion that uh, you and universities are competitors. You're vying for the same uh, field, but yet you are partnering with universities in very useful and collaborative ways. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, actually, we believe in partnerships. We, we would like to plug and to support all the ecosystem. This is why we uh, started partnering with universities. As I mentioned uh, two years ago, uh, our programs are deployed in different universities as part of their learning journey. And not only deploying uh, the program, but also employing uh, the, the university students. So our partnership with the universities actually is providing our learning programs as part of the curricula and also employing through long-term internships with the different employees throughout the world. We see actually universities as our partners and we plan always to integrate our work and to partner together because again, we are trying to search for impact and scalability and being alone, we will, not, we will never be able to do this. Right. Civil society organizations and also donor organizations are probably a big part of your ecosystem. And we're talking about partnerships. So what sort of partnerships does Sprint have with these uh, entities? Actually, we have, uh, we, we worked with the governments. Uh, we, uh, for example, we have worked with the U.S. government. We have worked with the German government, the Swiss government, uh, the Netherlands government. We are, we have programs that is the developmental programs where it is focused on job creation. Uh, we, yes, we have a lot of sponsors that are sponsoring our our learners to either to improve their jobs or to create even jobs. Also, we have a massive two massive programs with the Egyptian government where we target to hundred thousand learners over eighteen months. Uh, all of them are techies, and also uh, we have the same program with the Saudi uh, government also to upskill thousands of Saudi youth to upskill and to land jobs for them. Yeah, the governments and the donors are our partners again, and without them, we'll not be able to scale and serve tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of learners. Yeah. But the initiative that you're doing with the government, is this related in any way to the uh, Digital Egypt Builders Initiative? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's, uh, it's called Egypt Forward program, and with uh, the Saudi government, it's uh, called, called Future Skills. 
مهارات المستقبل so it's the two the biggest platform tech platforms for upskilling for youth excellent you recently landed a 1.2 million dollar seed funding round congratulations and the purpose of that fund as was advertised was to scale your tech skills program across the middle east and africa which african markets are you currently eyeing and and where do you see opportunities for growth okay mainly uh, why africa first mainly uh, we do believe that africa has the highest population when it comes to youth and not only youth who are striving to find the, the right opportunity to create an impact africa has a huge potential we believe africa should be the biggest tech hub i mean over the world for if you compare ourselves for, for instance with europe you can see a median age over 40 years versus a median age under 24 years so the potential is huge there and actually we focus on the parts of the world that really require our support so we are impact driven so we don't want to go to the US market where actually there are a lot of people who are upscaling, but we want to go to Africa and serve the communities that really require a, a chance. So again, we are looking for partners who can support us mainly to deploy our programs uh, all over Africa. And we are currently looking, we had some discussions with the Nigerian companies to support us, uh, Kenyan companies as well, uh, some universities there as well. Also the Arabic uh, countries as well, we have a lot of discussions currently running. So because it will be very hard for spreads to open uh, offices at uh, all over the continent. We are looking for partnerships to grow and actually we are doing uh, since day one, we are partnering with different partners to be able to serve the learners with uh, a unique learning experience. And we would like to expand this all over the continent. So again, we are looking for countries that has high population because it will be much easier to deploy there. There will be thousands of youth or hundreds of thousands of youth that would benefit from our, progr for our programs. So priority comes for mainly countries that has a high population. We are called sprints from being agile and being opportunistic where we find uh, the real demand and the real opportunity where we go there. And actually we are discussing with multiple partners in different countries as of today. Excellent. What else is new for sprints other than the expansion to other markets? What is new? moving forward on the technological level or on the products that you're uh, about to offer? Okay. Mainly, we are all uh, tech-centered. Whatever related to tech, we offer. We have programs that is focused on tech-enabled employees. So it's, this is the Tech for Non-Techies programs. We have programs for freelancers, how they can be tech-enabled and how they can sell what they are doing. We have also a techpreneur. This is focused for entrepreneurs, how they can scale their small enterprises or startups. For instance, any entrepreneur, he or she just want to build a product. Actually, there are products ready made that you can just utilize as a white label product. Also, we have assessment as a service. Right now, we are employing for a lot of employers where we provide our assessments that we use to onboard and select people for our boot camps, but this time for employers. Also, we are hiring massively in terms of people with different backgrounds, whether even for, uh, we are hiring interns, actually, even university students. So to have a tech tech experience and tech, a tech startup, this is also a great opportunity. We are hiring and even if even people from outside Egypt, if you'd like to join, we have uh, a lot of people are working remotely. So we encourage them to come and apply and we'll be happy to serve them. That's wonderful. And I'll spread the news. Did you ever have a student where after they go through the bootcamp, they decide, no, I'm not going to go for a nine to five job. I'm going to start my own startup. 
to compete with sprints or to do something else. I think that would be the uh, ultimate measure of your success. Yeah, actually, we have a lot of people. Uh, there are three pathways. First is to get employed. Second is to work as a freelancer or to start your own startup. And actually, we have the three outcomes coming from our boot camps. And actually, we measure uh, our program measures three things, uh, either job creation. And job creation is actually by having your own company, whether it's a SME or a startup. Second is uh, job matching, where you land the job after the boot camp. And job improvement, because as I mentioned, some of our uh, learners, either they are trying to switch their job for a better job or even to improve their own job by learning uh, new skills. We measured the three indicators. The top is job matching, then it comes the job improvement, and then is the job creation. And this is what we expect, actually. Not everybody will, will launch his or her startup once graduated. I think also some experience will help in, in increasing the chance of uh, survival for startups. I hear the startup system in Egypt is very collaborative and collegial. Who in the field do you feel has been helpful on your journey? Is there anyone you would like to thank in particular? Yeah, actually a lot. They, as you mentioned, the Egyptian startup ecosystem is great. Everybody is extremely helpful. I can mention some startups there. We have, for example, Wazaf. Wazaf is the biggest recruitment platform in Egypt. So we are using that platform to recruit our learners. We have a partner company called Knowledge Officer that focus on product uh, management and some areas that we don't focus on. So we have uh, working with us in multiple learning programs as partners to deploy uh, a holistic learning journey that cover multiple tracks. And we have companies like Marsoul where we are supporting and they are hiring our grads and sponsoring learners. We have also Swivel to hire as well our grads and sponsor learners. We have Vodafone Egypt, they are main supporters since uh, the beginning whether upskilling their own employees or sponsoring learners as well. Whether actually uh, we have a lot of corporates calling us as well and trying to support us. So uh, we have Amazon is a great sponsor for us, for instance. They sponsor the complete cohorts from end to end with the employment. We have Bosta as well. So I don't want to forget names that there are a lot of supporters throughout the, the journey. And also even individuals, the ecosystem also consists from angel networks and, and so on. They were extremely supportive throughout the journey. So we have uh, Alex Angels, for example, AC Angels, and also our investors are backing up uh, a lot. Again, uh, working in Egypt is, is a privilege and also the government it's, itself. As I mentioned, uh, uh, the government is one of our biggest partners from day one, the, whether supporting with the, the financial aid program, Egypt Forward as well, selecting us as the main partner to cover the different tech tracks. So again, I'm privileged to be in Egypt and to start uh, sprints in Egypt. Uh, and this is how we would scale and support other countries as well. The number of names you mentioned is not only a testament to how helpful the ecosystem is, but to how much all of these entities believe in what you're doing, want to support you and see uh, the potential of sprints. Ayman, it was a real pleasure talking to you today and thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Ahmed. It was uh, my, my pleasure and I uh, hope I can see you soon. Inshallah. Inshallah.